MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas 80, State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big, big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. And as the days go by, more and more breaking news in the NFL just continues to slap us in the face, which nobody's complaining about, let's be honest. I love it. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on the free Odyssey app. We're nationwide on the BetQL Network. Ryan's here. Trista's here. I'm here. Bill Belichick is no longer going to be in New England. I, I guess we knew it was coming, but... To just finally see that after Nick Saban yesterday and even the Mike Vrabel firing we thought was crazy and Pete Carroll, it's just been it's been a whirlwind 48 hours, guys. I think it's one of the most interesting coaching carousels I've ever seen. Oh, yes. Yeah. It also means that we're getting old, right? Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, <laughs> Nick Saban. Now, why why, why you have to go that route, None man? of them are going to be on the sidelines. Why do you have to go that sure? route? Why are you going to ruin everything? It's crazy. So, um, <laughs> not surprised at all about the Bill Belichick stuff, right? We kind of knew that was coming with Robert Kraft pretty much telling us a couple weeks ago that this was coming. Uh, Pete Carroll, that one surprised me a little Mm -hmm. bit. But the most shocking thing was Nick Saban for me. I mean, I I should have saw it coming, right? He did college game day. I I think he's going to be in a broadcast booth. I I think he's going to be working for ESPN. Without a doubt. Like, you go back to that Tennessee game, and they beat Tennessee, and then after the game he did a victory lap around the stadium. Now that makes sense, because at the time I was thinking, like, you're just going to beat Tennessee in, like, 11 months anyway. Why are we doing this right now? But now, it makes sense. It was the last time he was ever going to beat Tennessee. It was the last time he was ever going to play against them. And, uh, yeah. So, what a wild couple days, though. How long long ago do you guys think he made that decision? Nick Saban? Yes. I think he knew coming into the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he did it the right way, too, right? It wasn't a distraction. It didn't take away from the team. I think this was his best coaching job. But, I mean, you go back to, like, what Krzyzewski did his last year at Duke, and it was, like, the Coach K going away party every arena, every time. Uh, You know, the Syracuse game, the North Carolina game. How many going away parties did we have? And I feel like at the end of the season, well, you could say that was a distraction, but didn't they go to the Final Four regardless and play against North Carolina? Um, Yeah, but I kind of like the way that he did it. But I think definitely going into the season, he was probably about 80%, 90% sure that this was it. And then the quarterback controversy, you had two, you're benching Jalen Milrow, you don't really have the most talented team that you've had. Yeah. It was just an absolute grind and struggle to get to the Final Four. I mean, that loss against Texas was huge. So if you're him, you're like, I don't think I can go through this again. I already worked my ass off when yeah. my team's head and shoulders better than everyone else. I don't know how much I want to work when my team's at a significant disadvantage with the NIL stuff. You also forget that he's in his 70s. And that's the other thing, too, with some of these college coaches. I feel like NIL and uh, also um, the transfer portal have just, like, they're like, all right, we're too old for this stuff. You know, that's meant for, like, Dan Lanning, 37 years old. (laughs) You know, Kalen DeBoer, who I think that should be who Alabama goes after. Because... Sark's most likely going back to Texas as Quinn Ewers announces today that he's going back. And I don't even know that I would want Sark. Like, I like him as a play caller. I know he beat Alabama last year, but, like, in big games, I don't know if I fully trust him. Go back to the Washington game. You have a defense that can't stop the run. You saw what uh, what Michigan did against them. And yet, even though you're averaging eight, nine yards per carry, you drop Quinn Ewers back 42 times. So, 
Lane would make sense, but I if I'm Lane, I'm going back to Ole Miss. This I is probably your best chance to win there. We were talking about this last night on the show, and we'll get to our the bets we want to give out oh, in yeah. a second. Actually, do we have anything that's like starting right now, guys, that you want to get out? Because the NBA the, is short the tonight. Earliest game doesn't come out until 7.30, right? Okay, good. Yeah. So we can throw those out. It, actually, up to you guys. You want to throw it out real quick? Because we got let's good stuff it. going yeah, on Yeah, let's here. do it. We All got right, a go ahead, only, only thing for me is the Knicks. I got the Knicks tonight. Had stuff in the Paris game. That's done. Nothing else to give out. Give me the Knicks to cover tonight. You know, I forgot about the Paris game. Yeah. I was so pissed off. I was like, what the hell are the Nets doing playing right now? It's 3 p.m. <laughs> Uh, I only got a couple tonight. I like the Blazers, 12.5-point dogs against OKC. I just really like this spot. I mean, Oklahoma City played just last night. It's the tail end of a back-to-back, and they had some travel in between. They played the Heat last night, so they were in Miami. Now they come back home. So I just think this is a good uh, good spot for the Blazers to at least keep it close. And I'm going to continue to fade the Bucs until they start playing defense. And they have the rest advantage in this game. So coming into today, I thought this would be a good spot. And I know you got a much better number. I got the Celtics at 2.5. But Milwaukee's 2-7 and seven against the number with a rest advantage, and Boston's 4-2 and two against the spread with no rest. I know KP's out, but the Bucks really struggling right now just defensively overall. But mid-range jumpers, they're 28th, and they're struggling with shots at the rim. They're 17th there. So I think Boston, even without KP, probably going to get it done tonight. They're shooting a ton of threes. They're six shooting the three right now. Uh, I like the Celtics in this spot. So Celtics and the Blazers for me, two dogs. That's it. When did KP get ruled out? Because I was looking at the M- NBA injury report. And maybe like an hour ago. And the only player that I saw that was out was Al Horford. So I think KP might give it a go unless I got Let me some see. bad NBA injury info. Uh, right now. He yeah, wasn't actually, even on right. the injury report. Yeah, actually, you're I right. He's he in. playing. Yeah, he's yeah, playing so tonight. The Celtics are fully, fully loaded. Yeah. The only guy is the ghost of Al Horford that's <laughs> out. The Bucks aren't missing anybody either. I was wondering maybe that was why the line yeah. moved down. But it's not. Damian Lillard's playing. Uh, Brooke Lopez is playing. Giannis is playing. Obviously, yeah, just Crowder's out. That's it. Crowder is out. Yeah, so Giannis He's is obviously out. pissed yeah. out. Yeah, pissed off. He doesn't want to play anymore for this team, I don't think. Jay Crowder. He's been really mm-hmm. dealing with some significant injuries, too. So, yeah, I like the Celtics. I took the Celtics actually plus five and a half this morning. I had no idea why that number was, <laughs> what it was, but I had to jump on it. Like you said, Ryan, with no rest, the Celtics are four and two against the spread. Feels like a good spot for them to win outright, actually. Um, I also have... A couple of things. I love. I have the the Knicks as well. This is just a great spot for the Knicks. Yeah. You've got no Luca. Uh, Derek Lively still out with an injury. They've been playing awesome since the OG and Obi trade. I think they've won every single game and have covered pretty much every single game as well. Uh, so I like the Knicks in this spot. I did do a, a make a parlay in this game. Isaiah Hartenstein ten rebounds. He's been awesome ever since Mitchell Robinson went down with injury. Mm-hmm. But with no Derek Lively and no Luka there to snatch up rebounds, too. I like Isaiah Hartenstein to get 10 rebounds. I also like Kyrie Irving to get rebounds. In his uh, four games since he's play- come back from injuries, he's had 8, 8, 9, and I think uh, 10 rebounds in those four games. So 8 rebounds for him is, is a huge number. It's what changes the parlay completely. Um, but I like him in this spot, especially without Derek Lively and without Luka. So I like that. Eight rebounds for Kyrie, ten rebounds for Hartenstein. Julius Randle, like I said before, has changed his game completely. A lot of points in the paint, a lot more drives, a lot less three-point shots that are contested. So I like him to get 25 points. And then Dante DiVincenzo, who's been a deflection monster, and I think he really benefits from OG Ananobi coming into this team. He plays more of his natural position as like a kind of a pesky guy off ball. So for him to get one steal, those four together, uh, just the player props, not the side, plus 625. There you go. Yeah, I like that. I like Devin Chenzo tonight, too. I was going to play some of his props. Speaking of those bucks, we'll talk to Sparky Pfeiffer later in the show, too. Uh, Packers and 
course, the uh, the Boo Birds that have been coming out from Milwaukee. Maybe we'll hear them tonight. Might just hear it. You the never Boo know. Birds. Boo Birds. All right, so we have the odds now for the next team that Bill Belichick is going to coach as he's no longer the head coach of the New England Patriots. And the favorite at even money is the Atlanta Falcons. The I Atlanta Falcons and Bill Belichick. It just doesn't make sense to me, and I don't. I, 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 they are an offensively minded team, and he is not an offensive coach. I just don't see it. I heard a name. Uh, made me a little excited and a little scared. For the Falcons? No, for Bill Belichick. Oh, okay. Oh, team, you mean? Team. Yeah, uh-huh. I heard a name of a team. Okay. A Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I heard the Cowboys. <laughs> the unnamed team? Unnamed team. <laughs> Makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, the number, so Dallas this week, they open as eight-point favorites against Green Bay at home, where they haven't lost all season. They're 6-2 and two against the spread. What yet they do? More money comes in on Green Bay today. It's down to seven. It's down to a touchdown. And if Mike McCarthy loses this game to the Packers as a touchdown favorite at home, he's most likely going to lose his job. And that would make sense. Especially because Especially because Jerry Jones, like, he doesn't, he just wants the Super Bowl before it's all said and done. Like, mm-hmm. let's be honest, before he dies, before yep. he passes away. So if you get a guy like Bill O'Brien... Uh, Bill O'Brien, I'm sorry. Bill Belichick. You definitely don't want Bill O'Brien. Although, unfortunately, maybe you do get him as your OC. Because that's what I keep asking myself is who's going to be Bill's OC? Josh McDaniels. It's, it's either probably, it would probably be Josh Please. McDaniels or Bill O'Brien, yep. though. Like, who else is going to come and run that team? Josh McDaniels is always where he's had the most success. You don't success. want Matt Patricia. I, yeah, yeah. Definitely don't want Matt Patricia. <laughs> I think it's Josh McDaniels. I do, too. So, um, that would make sense, though. Because then Jerry's like, hey. I have nothing to do with the football team. I'll come down on the sidelines every once in a while in the fourth quarter at halftime, you know, and whatnot. But you could control the team. You could control the draft. He's in charge that of the defense. That sounds horrible, though, because I, I think Bill Belichick has no idea how to identify talent. I'm with you, but I think it's an upgrade over Mike McCarthy if you lose the Green Bay. Right. And I don't know that Dallas loses this game. I do like the Packers to cover eight, seven and a half. I don't know about seven. Um, we can't have him as de facto GM, though. He but, can coach, just not. Not draft players. I would like. I feel like Dallas would be a better fit than Atlanta because of what you said, Nick. For like sure. Atlanta right now. Now they spent the fourth most money on the defensive side of the ball, but like a lot of those guys are aging. The defense got a little bit better, but if they're going to win games, it's going to be because of that offense. Going to be because of the offense and all that speed, right? Like Bijan and Drake London, and they have a really good offensive line. They should have a good offensive line. It's a great spot for Ben, uh, ben Johnson. Yeah, and they just requested an interview. I think that's where he goes, man. I think it's going to be Washington. Or the Chargers. Ben Johnson? You think Ben Johnson to Washington? Ben Johnson to Washington is sounding more and more likely. And I was talking to some people today. It's, it's, they, they are, he's their number one target. They love him. And they want to pair him with Adam Peters, the assistant general manager from the 49ers, who spent time with the Patriots and the Broncos, too. And Washington is looked at as like, the premier, if not one, besides maybe the Chargers, as the premier job for somebody to have. I just said this today, like three times, man. I think if I could pick my job right now, I call me crazy because you don't even have your quarterback yet. I might prefer that job, Atlanta or Washington, mm-hmm. for me. Because, mm-hmm. but the problem in Atlanta is you don't have a top five pick, so you're probably going to have to move up to get your quarterback. And I'm not running it back with Desmond Ritter. Maybe Can't I move that. up for like Jaden Daniels or I trade for Justin Fields. But in Washington, you're in such a great situation. Like, maybe the Bears want to move back. I don't think so. I think they're taking Caleb Williams. But this is a good year where we talk. It's kind of like Ja Morant and Zion, where, yes. you know, you had to take Zion yep. number one, but Ja was probably going to be the better player with the longer Didn't I career. literally say yeah. that to you last yeah. night? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And yeah. so you look at this, and it's like, man, you get Drake May, who I think is most likely going to be the better quarterback, but he doesn't have the higher ceiling, and that's a good situation. And then you look at the rest of the division, you know, Dallas – Philadelphia, maybe not as good as we thought, especially so Philadelphia. The difference between like the Chargers job and the Washington job is do you want to go to a team that's in win now mode where you like the quarterback that's already there, you like majority of the way the roster is constructed, or do you want to go to a team that's just a big ball of clay that you get to mold into whatever you want? 
for a general manager and for a head coach, it really just depends on what those priorities are. So if you're Bill Belichick, you don't want to rebuild the team. Yeah. So I think the Chargers make a lot of sense to him. But you're going to need a yeah. good offensive mind there. Maybe Kellen Moore stays, and if he wants to stay as the offensive coordinator, but then you got to figure, is he going to have control over player personnel? There's a lot of that stuff to think about. If you're a younger head coach, like a, a Ben Johnson, who is so unique in terms of the schemes that he has and the way that each week you don't know what he's going to do because he mixes things up and he's taken all these different uh, you know, pieces from other offenses and put them together into this unique thing that he's built now, he's going to want that ball of clay that he can mold and turn into something yeah. on his own and pick his own quarterback and grow that guy and turn it into like the whole team. And if you're a general manager that comes from the 49ers, well, what do the 49ers do when it was John Lynch, right? They built that thing from scratch, yeah. and they went out there and they found very versatile players. So that's kind of, that right there, that mindset of the way the 49ers built their team is the way that Ben Johnson could succeed the most. Because if you look, the, the Lions offense right now has guys that can do multiple things, right? Can be threats out of the backfield as a running back, can be used on end-arounds as a wide receiver. So those two make perfect sense in Washington together because the philosophies will be similar, and you get to do everything from the ground up, and you're going to be the hero no matter what because everything's been so terrible. You go in and just win seven games next year, and you're like, hey, we're on the right track in Washington. Here we go. Yeah, and like when you think and you think both organizations, what's what's so good about the Chargers' job other than Justin Herbert? You know what I mean? Because Mike Mike Williams, I know <laughs> Mike Williams, but you have no home field advantage. Yeah, right. No matter who you play in the playoffs, you're probably gonna have to go silent count because nobody cares except for that the, the plant, the plant lady that they put at every game. There's no I like her. Her and, and Jeff no, Feinberg. No, she's genuine, man. It's not fake. Her and Feinberg are the only Charger fans I know on this planet. <laughs> and myself, because I bet them every year to win the division. The Chargers job, though, you get Justin Herbert, but Mike Williams and Keenan Allen never could stay on the field, and you're probably going to have to cut one of those guys because they're both making $30 million. Mm. Quentin Johnston looks like a bust. Corey Lindsley, who I think is the best center in football, is going to have to retire. And then on the defensive side Eckler, of the ball, too. none of those guys. Yeah, and you're not going to have Austin Eckler unless you franchise tag him again, and I don't, he ain't going to play for that. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Joey Bosa, never healthy. Cleo Mack, another year older. Mm -hmm. J.C. Jackson gone. I like Derwin James. But, yeah, I would rather have the Washington job because you have Terry McLaurin, who's only needed a quarterback. Yep. You have pretty good running backs. Yeah, the secondary is an absolute mess. But, like, you could fix a defense with the right coordinator in a, in a year or two. Look what Brian Flores yep. did for Minnesota. And you get to pick your quarterback. And the best part about it, you don't have to see Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs twice a year. That's why I don't want the Chargers job. The Chiefs are going to go out and spend some money at the wide receiver position or get one of these guys in the draft. There's no chance. They led the league in drops. You think Mahomes is going to run it back with MVS and Sky Moore? I think they all go except for Kadarius Sky Moore, Moore and Rasheed Rice. Yeah, Rice will be back, and they probably, I don't know, um, we'll see what ends up happening. Like, if one of these guys ends up getting moved, like a Devontae Adams or something, I can see that. Or T. Higgins. T. Higgins to Kansas City. Carrington came sense. on uh, from Kansas City last night and said that T. Higgins is one of their top targets. For Kansas City? Yep. Oh, I think man. he gets franchised in Cincy, though. Imagine that, because they hate each other, oh too. God, I mean, even right? Jamar Chase the other night, he's like, I don't care who wins the Super Bowl as long as it's not the Chiefs. Yeah. Imagine if T. Higgins goes there. Oh, that would be incredible for the rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why that's the only thing about the Chargers job. Yeah, Herbert's great, mm -hmm. but that organization is a dumpster Tough fire. Tough division to be into. Yeah, and you have Mahomes twice a year. And maybe the Broncos if, if you love Herbert, you know you've at least already got your quarterback. There always still is the question. You can draft a guy number two overall and think he projects as a great quarterback. Doesn't yeah. mean that they pan out. I right. mean, how many times have we seen that with guys in the first round? It's happened more times than we can count. So it really depends on the priorities. But I think Ben Johnson might be the guy in Washington. Uh, let's look at some props, maybe some DFS. James Coe next, Bet MGM tonight.